welcome, welcome, welcome for the time being. A little bit of a change on the podcast. And I'm really excited about this because it coincides with just a number of things that are happening. So here's the change. And here's what we're going to do. Here's why we're doing it. Um, I'm going to be interviewing some people. And it's people that um, I've been able to work with with SightShift. And I want you to meet them, hear some of their story. It's going to speak to you. It's going to inspire you. You're going to see where you in your own life can learn from their growth points, where they're winning, where they're losing, where they're stuck, where they're inspired. Um, and, And in these interviews, a part of them, we're going to talk about the new book, uh, my newest book to come out, The Stuck Book. The subtitle is Pick This Up When You Don't Know What to Do Next. And what I'm aiming to do with The Stuck Book is help you learn where you are and the best action you can take to move forward. So it'll be available at thestuckbook.com. We'll reference that some in the interview. And uh, I'm just excited to let you meet these friends, get to hear their story, learn from them yourselves, and pick up the stuck book so you can learn how to live out what they're doing, where you are really quick to get a sense of that and take the next step. So check it out, thestuckbook.com, dial into this interview, learn from it. Glad you're here. Peace. Simi, welcome to the Sight Shift podcast. I am so glad to have you here. Thank you so much for having me on, Chris. I'm so happy to be here. Let's give uh, the people listening a little bit of context on what we're doing here, and I want them to know because I'm super excited about what's going to happen next with the podcast. So folks listening, um, so happy to have you here. And for the next batch of episodes, I'm not sure what number at this point because it's uh, it feels like a playground and I want to wear the toys out. Uh, I'm going to be doing interviews with people. Most of them are going to be people that I've worked with, and we're going to be talking about something coming up for Sight Shift and just getting to know them because I want you to learn about them and how they've applied and worked through things. But today is different because my special guest and friend, Simi, is here with me and... Uh, we actually did a project together, and so uh, more than it's something where she's been through the coaching or some of the leadership training, we actually created a resource together, and it's just been a blast getting to know her. So, Simi, uh, as we record this, it's Monday, which is crazy that the week has already begun. Did you have a great weekend? I did have a great weekend. Um, our friends were in town visiting from Denver, and so it was just a weekend full of really good food and even better friends. It was a great weekend. What about awesome. you? Yes, it was uh, hard to believe that um, it had some moments that were challenging and growth-oriented mm-hmm. for me, and then some other moments where I was like, wow, okay, there's beauty, there's rhythm, even in the midst of the crazy. Um, totally which is how it works. So tell us just a little bit about what you do, because at SightShift, we're all about what you do before who you are. Um, <laughs> I can't imagine I people it. that are listening to that going, what are you talking about? Uh, but no, <laughs> I, I do want to start here. Tell us something that you really like about yourself, right? Not before we get into what you do, but tell us what you like about yourself, just something that you enjoy being you. Oh, sure. I think my sense of humor. Um, I laugh really easily and it's an enjoyable part of being me, I guess. I, I enjoy laughing and I'm glad that it's something that comes pretty easily and naturally to me. Awesome. I know that's a funny question to ask and it's so sad to me that most people haven't really thought about like, 
what's something you like doing? And yeah, easy mm-hmm. laugh. That's a blast. My wife enjoys it when I recreate comedic moments from favorite movies in long <laughs> form. And she's like, Chris, That's you do awesome. it just as good as them. So please keep doing it. Um, and that would be sarcasm. Uh, so, so fun. Tell me about something that's made you laugh really hard recently. Just curious. Um, well, I don't know if this will be funny for anyone listening, but, um, Tim was telling, Tim, my husband was telling a story about how when we lived in Chicago and he was acting and he was making very little money that he would go to the grocery store and, you know, he was living off of like white rice and honey, basically like the cheapest things that he could buy. <laughs> but he somehow came up with like $30 every month to go get a pedicure every single month. And he's like, what was I doing <laughs> that I thought that getting a pedicure at in the place where he went to get a pedicure was called get nailed. So he was like, why was I going to see care? And I get nailed every month when I like barely had money for groceries. And for some reason, the story made me laugh so hard because <laughs> it's just like funny when you're young, the, the way that you prioritize money and spending. And also it was hilarious to me that he still remembered that her name was Karen. I, I get nailed. So shout out to Karen. I get nailed for keeping, for keeping Tim's feet looking great. <laughs> that is an amazing story. Only because it made me laugh so hard. <laughs> People that wouldn't know Tim, I imagine him like climbing his homemade climbing wall in his garage yes. he made. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that is. Uh, I so feel like funny. he's going to be so upset that I just told this just story on a podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh, we get the scoop on the site shit yep. podcast. That is amazing, amazing, amazing. So I guess in, the, in his mind, it's like, you know what? I, I don't have to eat anything good. I just have to have <laughs> amazing nails, and I will book the things I need to book as an actor. Totally. He was prioritizing <laughs> self-care before it was popular. Oh, that is awesome. Um, I did have to, I had to hire this guy one time, and the guy that was in charge of our business uh, office, we were chatting with each other post the interview and it was a it was a high level executive position and the guy this guy who was in charge of the business office was was much older than me i respected him a ton he was very successful he he goes did you see his nails and i was like no he goes they were filthy why is he working on his, you know he had all these questions about that a little bit of an older way of thinking on it and um, mm-hmm. so maybe tim was on to something that we didn't know he was on to something Oh, that is so fun. Um, okay, so we've talked a little bit about what you like about yourself. Tell us about your mission. I want to hear about what your passion is. Of course, I know, but I'd love for the Sight Shift friends that are listening uh, to hear about it. Yeah, my I would say that on a high level, my mission is to help women show up really authentically in their lives so that they can... So that they can fulfill their purpose and show up with purpose and passion and authenticity every single day. And more in the nitty gritty, how I do that is I work with women who have struggles around food and body image to help them work through those struggles and heal those struggles so that they can clear the way to really show up for themselves in their lives and for their purpose. Mm. I love it. I mean, this is, uh, this is why, you know, for those that are listening, we're going to be doing this batch of interviews. You'll find out why a little bit later in this episode. Um, and, you know, this is why I wanted you here because the holistic way that you approach that, the root before the fruit of it. Um, and for those listening, in case you need a little context and you've done 
or participated in other site shift resources, the morning routine workshop, uh, that was Simi and I. And, and I wanted her a part of that because her approach isn't about, you know, like we said in that, the shoulds and the should nots. You've got to shed those and figure out who you are and then what's coming out of that. And so uh, for those of you that um, may follow Simi on Instagram, you know, I do. She's posting things about her own journey with this. And, you know, I'm like, yes, I love it. You know, we don't have to compare our lives to everybody and say, well, this is what I should do. I sit with business owners at least four days a week, depending on my schedule. And oftentimes it's like, Oh, you mean I don't have to do that this way? Um, no, there there is no should or should not. You get to figure it out. So as you dove into serving people, you've been doing that how long now, like as a full-time focus? Uh, full-time focus for three years, and then in total three and a half. I did it uh, part-time while I was leaving the law firm for about six months. So it'll be three three years full-time at the end of this year. Congrats. That's awesome. Thank you. It's such a it's such a rare thing that once you pass certain benchmarks, like two years or five years, and then it's ten years. And like if you talk to uh, people, especially in banking, they're like, "Oh, congrats!" because they know those fall off points. Totally. <laughs> uh, that happened. Yeah. Go ahead. You say something. I was just gonna say when I was leaving the law firm, I had a lot of um, partners who worked more in the in the corporate 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 atmosphere tell me that. Um, they were like giving me all the stats about people who start their own businesses and like don't make it past the first year. And it's, it was like, it was just such a funny, such a funny way of, of looking at it and hearing those statistics from them. So yes, I think I actually think about them often. Every time I hit a new benchmark, I'm like, okay, I surpassed those statistics, I guess. (laughs) Bam. Did it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Well, tell me about, um, because the community you serve, the people that you're interacting with and helping, what are some favorite parts for you about those people? Oh man, it is so, it is such an honor when someone lets you in on the really real parts of their story. For me, it is just, it's truly such an honor to get to hold space for the incredible women who I work with. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them say things to me that they've never said out loud before, things that they think about themselves or things that they feel about themselves or about their bodies or, you know, fears that they have around food and, and weight and body image. And, and really what that comes down to is fears and thoughts and judgments that they have about their own self-worth and their value. And, it is, it's not lost on me how hard it is to put those thoughts and feelings into words in a culture that would have us feel so, so ashamed and so judgmental about ourselves for feeling certain things and, and for thinking certain things. So one of my favorite parts about this work is being able to make a space shame-free and judgment-free where women can come into to really be open and honest and vulnerable. And I feel like these are essential parts to authenticity because we can't be authentic when we're pushing down certain parts of ourselves and when we're not honoring our whole self. But if we don't feel safe to express certain parts of ourselves without feeling shame or judgment, it makes it really, really hard to be authentic. And so that would, that's for sure. One of my favorite parts of, of this work is just getting to, getting to connect with women 
in those parts of their stories, maybe like the darker parts, the parts that nobody's ever shown a light on, they've never been able to share with someone and to really just show up for them and be there in those, in those moments, in those moments for them. And it's such a gift to me when they, when they let me in. And then of course, to watch them see themselves for all that they are Mm. and to start to understand their value and understand their worth apart from numbers or achievements or accomplishments Mm. and to really start to, um, to acknowledge that and accept that and honor that in the way that they live and to be able to move through really hard situations and to show up for themselves and just to see them thrive. And I don't mean that in the way where it's like they never have anything hard that happens to them, but in the way where they're really 100% present with themselves in both the really good and awesome times and also the hard and challenging times. Yeah. Yeah. Because it takes so much energy to hold like darkness, to stay closed, to pretend. And that vulnerability, it's tiring, but it also gives you energy and it gives you that courage and strength in the the high and the low. Um, That's awesome. I love it. Uh, No doubt people are listening and going, oh my gosh, I need that. Uh, And we'll tell you in a little bit of how to connect with Simi if you want more. I want to dive into kind of like where you're at because... For me, you know, we've just walked kind of through your identity, mission, community, the whole piece of what Site Shift's about. And then it's it's so powerful to give that gift of vulnerability to others. So if it's cool with you, I'd like to talk a little bit about, hey, where are you winning right now? Where do you feel uh, like a sense of accomplishment, like things are clicking and, and you're excited about that? What would come to mind mm. with that? Um, I think the first thing that comes to mind for me there is the book that I've been working on because it's my first book and it has been something that I've been writing, um, over the last nine months. Mm. And it, you know, obviously you've had the experience of writing a book. It's incredibly challenging. It just takes a lot of discipline. And I don't think I realized how much discipline it took until I actually, it came time to put pen to paper Mm. And the book is in my editor's hands and we are almost completely finished and it's about to go to the publisher. And so I'm feeling a real, um, a real sense of things are clicking after months and months of months of really hard, dedicated work. It feels really exciting for me to almost be at the point in that process where I get to share that hard work and that authentic message with people who I really care about. And so I'm sort of at that exciting part of the process. And so that's something that really feels like it's clicking. But of course, if you had asked me this question like three months ago, that is not the thing that would have felt like it was clicking. That would have been like a a tension point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think every project like that and mega props on that, by the way, anybody listening right now that's doing a big project, that's trying to do a thing, you know, there are just parts of it that aren't glamorous Mm-hmm. That I remember one time I took uh, an order of uh, books I was sending out for some some thank yous and gifts to the to the post office and the lady that was helping me with the postage she was like oh I, this is your book you know like oh and uh, and 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 it's fun and it's it's a it's a fun experience but it's not fun 
like sitting at Starbucks at 6 a.m. on a Saturday. <laughs> uh, I've been there like when they open at 530. Uh, totally. One near our house. And, and you know, I love the process of, of creating and crafting. But for my wiring, the, the second, third, and fourth, and fifth, and sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth edits, the fine tuning, that's not fun. Um, mm-hmm. And everybody's different, and some people enjoy that part of it. So So props on just in that space, staying with it. Um, what a, what a cool thing. And, and can you tell us just a little bit, like what's the focus of the message of the book? Sure. So it is, um, it's 29 really personal stories mm-hmm. to my life, all about, um, my struggle with food and body image and lessons that I have learned, like over the course of my life related to that. And ultimately just learning how to show up for myself and show up in this life as I am feeling worthy of being taken care of and really feeling worthy to be shown up for. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's personal, personal stories that kind of take you on the journey that I've been through and hopefully will, my hope for the book is that people who read it, who have experienced similar things or things that have evoked similar emotions will know that they don't have to feel ashamed or alone and that they're not alone in those struggles. Yeah, that's awesome. I can't uh, say enough about how powerful it is when you share those stories. So that's going to help people. Um, And no doubt you'll have, by the time it goes to print, a whole new list of them as a new mom and living that out in deeper ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my gosh, you, you've opened the spigot, so don't turn it off. Totally. Keep <laughs> capturing those and recording them and, and helping people with them. Well, kind of on the flip side of that, like where do you feel right now where it's like, oh, I'm just not seeing the results that I want to. Uh, I wish this was doing better. I wish this was growing more or I wish I was seeing this change. I, I think the part in my business where... I am struggling or feeling a little bit stuck, um, would be with where I'm going next because I, for the last, you know, so many months, it's been all about this book and also a a launch of a program that I do with a business partner. Um, so we are, you know, coming to the end of that launch. I'm coming to the end of this book writing process and I am someone who likes to be moving forward and staying stagnant, reflecting, being here without anywhere to go and kind of soaking that up is something that is more challenging for me. And so I would say that's, that's somewhere that I feel a little bit stuck is the tension between the friction between knowing that I probably need to be here in this space a little bit to, um, enjoy a little bit and also to learn and reflect and figure out what is next is there's friction between that and my constant, desire to be pushing forward. So that's, that's a challenge for me right now. Yeah. Yeah. Great awareness. I used to, uh, work in like nonprofit, uh, the nonprofit world, church world. And so a lot of people, it's the same in hospitals and schools, institutions that are large. Uh, Mm -hmm. you have to always be building because buildings in a lot of ways, uh, represent the vision. And what happens when a lot of these organizations don't have a 
next building or capital campaign, it's like, now what? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, in a negative way, facilities become the vision more than the yep. development of the people. And so they they don't even have it built into their systems that they can catch that breath and, and pause for a moment. So beautiful. That's awesome. Well, that kind of takes us to what we're doing today for those that are listening. Um, some, some big news to share with you, and it's been a ton of work this uh, last really year and a half. It's kind of the message started to shape up. Uh, I've been working on a book that all things will point to the Amazon uh, listing for this at thestuckbook.com when this podcast is shared online. And so what I did was I shared an early, um, or I shared the, the book with some people before it's gone live or been edited and, and pretty um, from a layout design standpoint. And they agreed to read it and then kind of interact with me some on it for a few minutes. And then we're going to do some more to get to know you, Simi, and, and learn more about your story. But uh, thanks so much for agreeing to do this. And what I'd like to hear first, just because you know what it's like when you put yourself out there vulnerably. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh. I mean, I feel this way when I send an email out to the to the people that want to get emails from me or a podcast. But even more so with a book, uh, a friend texted me. He was like, finish the book, ready for the podcast. And that was all he said, Simi. Mm. I was like, what did you think? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, I want totally. honest thoughts. I don't want them to hold back. But uh, but we're going to make it a little easy on maybe you to share with me and easy on me to hear. Uh, yeah. You read an early copy uh, or you read the, the finished copy, but before people are going to get access to it, I'd love to hear like what your greatest takeaway was. What was the thing that you walked away with that you're like, this was what I needed or most helpful? Yeah. Totally. Well, let me just say, Chris, that the book is excellent. And anyone listening to anyone listening to this episode um, or future episodes of the podcast, it it really is something. This book is something that I feel like every single person in your life can benefit from. Wow. Whether you are in business, I feel like it apply. It definitely applies to business. Probably being being in a corporate environment, being an entrepreneur. I also feel like it applies um, to personal life. Like I could see a lot of these lessons reflected in my personal life. And you know, I'm a big note taker. So, you know, I've got a huge uh, Word document with like all of my notes about the book and all of my reflections. And so I have a few, um, I have a few quotes that I highlighted that I thought were really profound. Would it be okay if I read two back to you that I just thought were really, really profound? Whoa, that would be amazing. And then okay, I'll be awesome. honest and say if I wrote that or if an editor helped. <laughs> okay, awesome. Because I, I, I've had that happen where people like are like, this sentence was awesome. And I was like, dang it. That no. sentence was well, really crafty. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, there were two, there were two passages that just, I mean, they cut right to the core of where I get stuck Mm. and the core of where a lot of my, um, the core of where a lot of my, I don't know, fear comes from a lot of where I feel like I get held back. So the first one was where you say how much of our stuckness is related to worrying about other what others will think of our choices. No matter what actions or steps we take, someone will judge us. They might even misunderstand us and try to stop us. Courage is required when we take authentic action. And that 
spoke so much to me, um, as a, I like to call myself a recovering people pleaser. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that still pops up a lot for me. And so that was really powerful. And then the next thing, um, after that, that you said that really struck a chord with me, um, and just spoke to me on a really deep level was relaxing is living in the freedom that your identity isn't at stake with every decision. Mm. And I feel like I need to have like that embroidered on a pillow in my house or something Mm -hmm. so that I can see it every single day or get a magnet or something, because it was a really profound statement and something that I realized I didn't even realize that I felt that way until I read that line. And it is something that comes up for me a lot where I will worry so much about exactly how I'm saying something or exactly, you know, what I'm doing or, or what I'm posting or what I'm putting out to the point where it's almost as if I, the only, the only logical explanation of why I am overthinking it so much is that I must on some level believe that my identity is at stake with that decision. And so that line really allowed me to take a step back and release some of that. So that was a great line. Wow. That's so encouraging. Yeah. If I had embroidery skill, I would totally do that. Um, (laughs) I can't even imagine what it would look like. Um, it would be awful, but, um, yeah, hard, you know, those lines that you that you have where you're like, oh, I could talk for 10 hours about that one thing yep. because of the hard-fought valleys that you learn those things through. I, I feel mm-hmm. like when you learn something that you teach to somebody else, you want to help them run through the valley. And yep, you're totally. only going to help them run through the valley because you crawled through the valley on your elbows mm-hmm. and they were like bloody and gashed up. And there were times you just rolled over and laid there and thought, I'm just going to die here and be done. Totally. And roll back over and call some more. Um, and uh, so, wow, that's, that's super encouraging just to hear the way that that resonated. And, um, you know, I, I can't, I can't imagine where I'd be at different points, some couple of big ones, where I made huge life changes that were completely unsupported by the community around me. Uh, mm-hmm. That not like I got a few close friends that would that would cheer me on no matter what, but like even people that you would be like, no, they're they're supposed to be your shelter from the storm, but they end up becoming the source of the storm yep. um, because you make these decisions. And I, I, I would go back and do them all the same when I was like, oh, this is where I am. This is what I've got to do. I mm-hmm. can't lie to myself about this anymore. So super encouraging. Tell me about um, anything that as you read through that, that you're like, this is a, you know, because obviously we're talking about some big changes. Was there any kind of like simple, practical this is what I'm going to do now today as a result of this or this week or this month? Well, obviously, I don't know how much you have shared with your audience about this book, but you walk us, you walk the reader through these four different seasons. And each season, what I thought was interesting was to recognize that as an entrepreneur, and I can only speak to my personal experience, so this may be true for for everyone, but when I was thinking about my own business, I thought it was so interesting to notice how different 
parts of my business are in different seasons. And it's almost as if there are, you know, multiple seasons happening in these different, in these different like streams of revenue and in these different areas of my business and in these different areas of my, um, of my personal development. But one big takeaway was in the winter season. And so in the winter season, you talk about how that's really about like, why isn't this thing working? Like in the winter, you're really digging in, you're figuring out why the thing that isn't working is not working. And you shared, um, you shared that there's all of these different personalities to an ineffective hustle. And I really resonated with the first one personality number one, which was the forced smiler. And you talk about how that person's really afraid to rock the boat. And I think it truly went back to obviously that, um, that line that I read earlier about that, you know, your identity being tied to every single decision. And so for me, I think I hadn't realized that that was tied to this idea of ineffective hustle. And so it was really, it was a really great takeaway for me and something that I could walk away and say, okay, I really, this is something that I feel like I am, I'm really going to start to work on. I'm going to start to say the thing that I honestly need to say that feels very authentic to me and not just force a smile because I maybe am worried about what someone might think about me if I say the quote unquote wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I love the way that you were able to absorb that and apply it. And it's so wild how we all are so different because somebody else could be listening to this and their, their insecurity causes them to unnecessarily and over-aggressively rock the boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they actually are needing to learn a different skill set. So, super cool. Did it come through to you uh, on, because you were talking about how different parts of your life or your business can be in different seasons. Did it come through to you that, like, this is a way that, this is part of the reason people have a struggle maturing and, and adulting in a healthy way because they're trying to oversimplify their life in a way of like, I want to treat every category the same rather than embracing the fact that, no, part of the challenge of the complexity of life is that I'll have different parts of my life in different seasons. And what I'm hoping came through is, um, yes, that is difficult, but this model of the seasons can help you make quick, like meta adjustments. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Did that come through? Yep. It totally did. Awesome. Cool. That really makes me feel good. Okay. So here's a, so people listening, Simi didn't see these questions beforehand and I authentically mean this next one I'm going to ask you. Uh, it would not bother me. And in the least, was there a part that you didn't like, or you found yourself going, you know, I, I, that hasn't been that way for me, or I want to push back against that, or that doesn't feel true. Not that there has to be, it can be a simple no, or it could be, yeah, I wondered about this. No, there really was not a part of the book that I, that I didn't enjoy, that I didn't like. Um, I felt like it was all really easy to understand and connect with. Of course, there were parts that didn't feel true for me. Like when I talked about how you mentioned there's these eight personalities of ineffective hustle, I resonated with the first one. I didn't resonate with the others, um, because they're not my, 
personality, you know, but there was a personality there for me. Um, so there were for sure parts that didn't feel true for me, but not in the way that they didn't feel true in general, just that they didn't connect with me. Awesome. Awesome. Were you able to read it backward and see how I broke the code of the Illuminati? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that random idea came from. Okay. Uh, I'll have to go back and read it again. <laughs> I ordered uh, a book from Amazon, and uh, they did. I don't know how this happened. This just happened this week. It printed backward. Uh, so I opened That's the hilarious. book up. And the book, and I'm like, I, is this a code? Is there something I'm supposed to get from this? And, no. Uh, cool. Okay. So if good with you. What I'd like to do is uh, have a little bit of fun with you here and put you on the hot seat. Ask you some questions. Totally. Awesome. You've, you're awesome. You've already been amazing, and so we'll just go a little deeper with that. Uh, first one, where would you have liked to have known uh, a message or the message of the stuck book at an earlier point? Not that you necessarily have regrets uh, because you were doing the best you could at the time, but you want to help those listening that might have been in a similar place that they could make that change maybe more effectively or quicker or anything like that. Anything come to mind with with that? Sure. I think the time where if I'm like, oh my gosh, the earliest time in my life where I think that I could have actually benefited from these messages and been in a place to absorb them um, would have probably been in the first six months of my business. Um, I think it would have been amazing to have then to have a better understanding that, like you say, you know, our lives are made up of different seasons. It is normal for these changes to happen. You can't skip one. You have to process through all of them. Um, I think I had a lot of ideas about what business was supposed to look like when I first started. And I, and I would get hung up when things needed to change, like as if that meant failure rather than that meaning growth. And so I feel like this book at that point would have really helped me to, to be more open to change being actually a sign of growth and forward movement rather than it meaning that, you know, oh my gosh, plan A failed and this is going to go under, which which was not true at all. So I think these messages would have been really, really helpful for me, um, in those first, those first couple months of business, but I'm glad that I got to read it now because it's still useful here three years later. Woohoo. Awesome. Thank you so much. Cool. Tell me about a recent idea that has you lit up, excited, inspired. It could be a, a another book, a podcast, a resource, any kind of, uh, thought, a breakthrough, um, something that, yeah, just everybody listening could be helped by. Um, something that has me so lit up. I just went to the summit of greatness last week. It was hosted here in Columbus and it was this amazing summit with all of, with all these speakers. And I heard Mel Robbins speak for the first time and I just loved her. And for anyone listening who doesn't know Mel Robbins, because I did not know her before this talk, she is, um, the mind behind the five second rule, which essentially is that you count down from five in your head. And when you get to one, you take action. And it, this 
countdown cuts through cortisol and allows you to move forward rather than being held back mm. by fear or anxiety. And she's got a great TED talk that you can watch that you can watch online. Um, but I just loved Mel. I loved her message. I loved her energy. And I've already been using the five second rule and it's totally working. So I, yeah, I loved it. Super killer. That's awesome. I love that. There was a, um, a thing that I, I was in a little bit of broadcast media for a while. Not that I was doing the work, but what I was doing was being broadcast. And, um, we, you know, we would talk about this multi-second delay that exists and, uh, you know, yeah, it's so powerful that like, Oh, I don't have to feel pressure to respond right now. I can give mm-hmm. myself the space that I need. That's great. Awesome. Love it. Okay. Next question. You get an unexpected free day or free afternoon. No one to judge you. You just get to go do whatever. What would you do? Um, a follow-up question to this. Could I, like, would anyone be available for me to spend time with or would I be by myself? Whatever you want. Okay, well, if I could do whatever I want, then I would have Tim home from work as well. And Tim and Osh, our our little boy, and I, we would go for a walk through German Village and go get coffee and literally just, like, walk the streets for hours talking and drinking coffee and then probably have a picnic in the park. Sounds fantastic. Now I'm curious because I want to hear the one that would be alone also. Oh, the one that would be alone, I would probably go get a massage and come home and light some candles and get a book out and make myself a cup of coffee and sit on the couch and read in total peace and quiet. I like it. It's so fun because I'm, you know, your first one, more extroverted, I want to be with. And then the second Mm -hmm. one, yeah, what's it look like to be alone? Because we all have these dimensions to us. Totally. Okay. Um... Next question. What's something that you see a lot of people around you not into, but you totally dig it? This is your chance to kind of fly your freak flag. Um, well, I would say that I am a huge fan of Mandy Moore, and I think she's just fantastic. She's like my favorite celebrity. I love her. And I feel like a lot of people around me think that she is not, she's not as great of a celebrity as I do. So I feel like she's sort of my, like, I don't know what to, what to call her. Like my D-list, like celebrity crush. Although she did just have This Is Us. So now people are like getting more, more on board with her. But I've been a Mandy Moore fan since like back in the day of Candy. And I like listen to her albums all the time and stuff. So She's someone who I'm like into that I feel like not everyone is on my, not everyone's on my level. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I love how you said that. Not everybody's on my level. Well, that was yeah. going to be my question is like, is this because this is us or so you were like hardcore before? Yeah, yeah. I actually can't watch this is us because I, nobody told me that in the first episode, something really sad happens. And I had just had, oh, I just had a baby and there's this really sad thing that happens with this baby in episode one. And I like cried for weeks afterwards and nobody, like everyone's like, you have to watch this. And so I have, I have not watched anything but episode one because I just feel like emotionally, like I can't handle it right now. (laughs) Yeah. You got to know where you are. That's amazing. So I'm like a Mandy Moore purist. I don't even know. (laughs) That's hilarious. It's like with Pearl Jam. I only listen to bootlegs or something. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's exactly that. But 
with Mandy Moore. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. So cool. Well, tell us about where folks can engage you because no doubt people are listening. They're like, oh, wow, I'd like to to follow some of Cindy's stuff to get, you know, connected to maybe some of what she's writing, maybe find out about the book. Um, you do some coaching with intuitive eating. You've got a killer program. Where would be the easiest place for them to do that with you? You can find me at my website, simibodich.com, um, on Instagram, just at simibodich. So it's all my name and you want to spell really... your name for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course it's S I M I B O T I C.com. And, um, there's links to everything on there. So there's links to the private coaching that I do links to my intuitive eating coaching program and community, which is called finally free, um, and links to social media and a spot where you can, you can reach out and connect with me as well. Excellent. Hey, I know that, um, no doubt some folks listening are like, Oh yes, I want to, I want to take this message of being shame free, not feeling bad about who I am and mm-hmm. build my life and eating around that. So folks check it out. Um, and, and as you're listening, you know, the fun part about these interviews, I didn't want to make it just about the book because I wanted you to get to know some people out there that I'm connected to. Um, but hopefully it has stirred up some interest for you in the stuckbook.com because, you know, I want you to, to be in a place that you can understand where you are and how to take the next step. So we, we subtitled it, pick this up when you don't know what to do next. And we all get in those places. It's absolutely normal. You can read this fast. How long do you think it took you to read Simi rough estimation? Not that you remember, just curious. Right. I mean, I, I finished the book in a couple of hours, so it really is, it really is a book that, I mean, you could sit down in one day and and enjoy it if you had some time to carve out. There it is. And mm-hmm. so Simi said, basically, you could come over to her house, light some candles. And... <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> uh, thanks so much this for like being... like a weird, like, creepy invitation to come over to my house. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely not going to say your address. Uh, I trust the people I know that listen to this show, but I did... I, well, I told you about that person that tried to find my yes, house. Yes, you totally did. <laughs> and so I am, like, sensitive to that now in a way Chris, that... do you know I took my address off of my, off of my newsletter after you told me that? A smart. I mean, it just, you, you just never know if you're putting yourself out there, you're connecting with people. So, um, for all the people that are out there that don't want to drop by our houses, we like connecting with you. Uh, yes, totally. <laughs> for the others, it makes us nervous. Uh, thanks so much for being here today. Absolute blast to have you on and, uh, just a part of the, the podcast. You know that I'm a fan. We'll do all I can to help you. Thanks for being here folks and listening in. We are wishing you the best and hope you have an awesome day. Peace.